ladies, 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 and ladies and gentlemen, the boys are back together. Woo! I came to clown around in Timmy Town. What did Ooh, I do? Yeah. You ready to get down and clown around in Timmy Town? Dude, it's good to see you. It's been a bit. Oh We've been getting God. lots of emails and complaints. People Have are they? not happy. They just, they're they're they, like, they we want the more Timmy and Lance. They missed the golden voice. <laughs> yeah, man, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a been a been a while. Christmas since... is coming. Yeah, I know. You know, I I uh, you know, everybody will know this has kids. Uh, this is the first year though that it really kind of hit me. You know, when when the kids were younger, uh, when I was married, my ex kind of took, you know, did I, I didn't get that much involvement. I mean, she loved it and everything, but we got divorced and, you know, I was like, they're gonna have Christmas at my house and they were still yeah. younger, 10, 11, you know, around then. And um, my brother and I would go out and say like, you know, like, you know, this week or something or next week, you know, or last week, you know, we would say, hey, Wednesday, let's, let's go to Toys R Us. And, you know, he, I'd have my you know, money, he'd have his money and we just load up on a bunch of stuff, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, it was, you know, 25 gifts each or something. I'm just, whatever, the right. small, the, you know, a couple big ones and a bunch of them. And of course, you know, it took it, you know, an hour and a half or two hours. And that was part of your, your day on Christmas. And, yeah. and, you know, then it's like the kids have gotten older now and they're teenagers and, you know, and it's like you spend twice as much and they have twice as less to open. And it's right. what, you know, took a couple hours, hour and a half is down yeah. to about 15 minutes. But this year for me has been, zilch like like the kids you know my daughter's 18 uh you know my my son at college you know abram he's he's 20 anderson's still finishing he's 17 and i keep saying to those guys i have nothing for you to open on christmas day and like well i just can't think of anything right you know like of course clothes or something but i'm like i went out last week and with all the supply chain issues like shields usually has a great assortment of cool Nike stuff around thin and, then, and it's and it's stuff that they have are like gray and black sweats that are their $40 value brand that that they had cases of in the back that are just packed deep along the wall to take up space because there's just nothing cool out there yeah. you know so we Michelle and I went you know and I'm like I'm just not seeing anything so I'm like I don't know if Christmas quote-unquote is you know the gift part is going to come maybe a little bit later in January when some of this gets corrected but like right now they're not going to be a lot of gift opening on at the Strickland's house on Christmas morning because I just haven't gotten that many great tips from the kids on things they want. Yeah. What's your experience been? Yeah. So I, I heard someone say this and I just, it resonated with me. They said, buy a gift that they would want that they wouldn't necessarily buy for themselves. Oh, that's good. And as I got to thinking about that, I was like, oh, okay. Something that they would really like, but they wouldn't buy it themselves. Yeah. Like, so do you uh, have something So, like, you know, uh, and or, I haven't bought, I have, or what's something to, to, so you don't give it away this year in case right. you have, is there something in the past? Like last year, did you get something like that or no? No, this year is the year that I really put that into practice. Okay. And I already gave my daughter her gifts cause she lives down in Florida now and, and she won't be home for Christmas actually this year. Uh, and so how I always do it with her is I, she's go not to, going to that boy's house. Is she, I, I, you know, she's going to be in New York for Christmas Oh, she's Christmas wow. in New York with her boyfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which is well, super lucky dope. Then, yeah, yeah. Super cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for her. Um, so with her, I just went to a, a couple stores that she likes and I, for whatever reason, I know fashion somewhat, especially for her. Right. And so I took like a bunch of pictures Okay. and said heart 
all the things that you like. Oh, that's a good idea. Santa won't bring them all to you, but right. you might get something out of there. Yeah. Anyway, so she did. She hearted some stuff, and then uh, and then I surprised her with some different stuff. Um, basically, some huge big bell cool pants and okay. a cool sweater, yeah. cool mittens that have the oh, finger yeah. showing, okay. and a cool scarf. I mean, just something yeah. that's cool yeah. that she wouldn't have bought herself, yeah. but she loves it. Yeah. Uh, and then for my son, uh, he hasn't gotten it yet, but it, it was just something that I know he will love it, Okay. but he would never drop the money himself for uh, it. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I, he might listen, he listens to the podcast on occasion. So yeah, I don't, yeah, say don't it. drop it. I'll yeah. say it off, yeah. off mic to you, but that was just a good tip. I just, I like that yeah, idea I like that. rather than, I need to think that, Hey, what do you want? Right. And then me going and getting yeah. what you want. And fine. 80% of it can be some things that they want, but is there, is there a couple items that you could get that they wouldn't buy themselves? You know, like surprises. I've found that my kids, even as old as they are, they still like to be surprised a little bit. Yes. And that's why I don't even like to ask what they want. Um, except for my daughter I took the pictures, but for my son, I know what he wants. Yeah, I right. know. I know yeah. what he's into. I know yeah. what he likes. Yeah. You know, he's into his car. He's into working out. Yeah. He's into, you know, Games. there's certain. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, I know. Right. I know what I can get him. Yeah. Like one year, I, I think I bought him, or we, when I was married a couple of oh, years yeah. ago, we bought him a game, a gaming chair. Uh huh. You know, like a oh, $250 yeah. gaming chair. Oh, yeah. Got a high dollar keyboard that has uh -huh. neon lights. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, and you know oh, all yeah. that stuff. When they're into certain things, you can get them super cool stuff that you know any gamer is going to be like, yeah. oh, you got that keyboard? Yeah. Oh, my God, right. it's so dope. Right, you know? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're... Uh, do you, you have know, traditions that you do? Um, Let me say this because I'll forget yep. it. <laughs> you know, there, there's... I hate to say this. It sounds sacrilegious, and it is, but it's like there's some advantages to being divorced, right? She just wasn't gay. Right, well, <laughs> but it's like we like uh, Michelle's son, you know, he he's wanting a gaming laptop. He he is not like, you'll be like, you know, listen, $100, you know, let's go. He just literally can't think of anything. You know, I was like, I don't know, you know, but he's like, I do want a game. You know, of course, he's got one thing he wants. So I was like, you know, I asked Michelle, she's like, well, you know, his, his grand, you know, he gets another set of people to chip in on this that he didn't have before the divorce. Right. My brother's going to throw in a little money, <laughs> my dad, myself, you know, I'm thinking for all the emotional, you know, trauma, trauma that they have when they're young and this go, they, they, you know, they definitely get some payout in the end over Christmas and holidays like this. Cause they get a little bit Parents more guilt, guilt, gifts. right, right. It's like, here's son, here's the new Lamborghini. Yeah. Here's a $1,200 gaming laptop that we would have never gotten you, but now that we've got eight people chipping in on this, you know, <laughs> we, we've actually got money left. Now that we started to go fund me. Right, yeah. exactly. So um, traditions, I, you know, I'm, no, I, I like the traditions. I wish that I was better at it. I'm not a planner like this. So, you know, it, it's, it's not to anyone's surprise that, that I'm not like this, but um, I did, when the kids were younger, I used to write them a letter from Santa every year. Aww. And so they, that was the first thing we did to kick off the day was, you know, they got their letter from Santa and it was just, you know, how basically me kind of recapping their year and where I felt like they That's were going cool. from a growth perspective and, you know, and, and these are some challenges, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, uh, I haven't done that in the last couple of years. I've gotten a little bit older, but, um, 
you know, nothing other than typical hanging out with family and doing some gifts and things like that, but, but nothing yeah. really big or, uh, you know, large. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, we still do, uh, of course we did Thanksgiving together yeah. as a family. Yeah. Um, was know, there any awkwardness the by the way in that? You know, no, no. Good. Uh, my ex was there. Her mom was there. Yeah. Uh, my dad stopped in. Um, and even for them, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I was mean, that the first time that they had kind of hung out again? Uh, the second time. Okay. Done, yeah. So the first time, I wouldn't say it was awkward, but it wasn't like they this, were cautious. This time it was just totally they were cautious. Like, oh, we were joking. Yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like we were still married almost. Yeah. And in that sense, yeah. the way everybody acted. Yeah. Nothing odd. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah. And then we had a tradition of, of going to see the lights and go down to crown center, seeing the governor's tree okay. and all that. And so we actually did it this year. Nice. Uh, yeah. My, my uh, kids wanted to do it and my ex was down to go. And yeah. so we, we did all the light stuff yeah. and walked around. How is it living stuff. on the plaza with the lights and everything? It's is, so cool. Is it yeah, a lot of traffic down here? I mean, a lot yeah. of people driving through in the horse carriages and stuff, okay, but, yeah. but it's not bad. You know, I'm not usually out except on the weekends for weddings. I'm usually around, so sure. it's not bad. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, man, speaking of kids, yeah, uh, this topic is something that uh, I was super, you brought it up, yeah. something I thought, man, that would actually be a very helpful uh, yeah. podcast for people, yeah. which is- I need your wisdom on this. Yeah, so raising kids um, without forcing, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about, but you know how to not- how to not force religion on your kids. Here's the weird thing about, wow, I left the, I left my, uh, my music on the crowd sounds for the coffee shop and it just went to a commercial. Um, and this is wild that I was a preacher or a pastor when my kids were smaller and they didn't turn out to be the typical PK kids. Right. And I think that there's a lot of things that my mind's all over the place. Common phrase that we both say. So, being raised Christian, I was taught, this is the truth. This is the way. Learn this. Memorize this. This is it, right? Mm -hmm. Then I have kids, and I'm already starting to be more open-minded, You know, a little bit more liberal in my theology, and I'm starting to get a different perspective on life. So I'm, by osmosis, they may be getting a little bit of that, but I'm not sitting them down saying, Tell me the memorization verse you did this right. week. And like, I'm not, right. I'm not that kind of. Yeah. Like I know some pastors that, you know, they, they, they like, you know, I'm, I'm uh discipling my son right now. We're working through this. You know, that was never. That sounds toxic to me. Like now right. I hear that. And I'm like, I know you're telling them that this is the truth and they're going to later find out it's not. I truth. love, I love the, the, the one-on-one -on -one intimacy that it probably created it. that. Yeah. yeah but it it's, used to be more beautiful to me. Yeah. Now I hear it and it right. makes me cringe. Yeah. But back in the day, it's like, oh, a father and a son. He's just right. his job. like, that sounds so great. Right. But now I just, I don't view it as the ultimate truth. I, like I've said a million times, the heart of the message. Oh, sure. Is I still, I still go to church for yeah. big sakes. I go yeah. to church every Sunday. Yeah. Lance. Oh, I know you every do. Sunday I'm yeah. faithfully attending. I'm struggling faithfully attending, but I struggle. You, you've gotten the badge, huh? Yeah, he's, I got the he's badge. A, you've gotten to the level. He's a uh, faithful attender. <laughs> I'm even looking at possibly volunteering. What? Yeah. With singing or playing or so anyway. And, but the struggle is I'm very honest. I'm meeting with one of the, one of the pastors on staff about volunteering and serving. And 
you know, I'm, I'm going to tell them like, I would be considered maybe an agnostic Christian at this point. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think what the title is. So back yeah. to the kids. The key that will be there is that they 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 know you where you've been and where you are, right. that you're not up there pre- teaching agnosticism as some sort of like, no, right. you, you know, what I'm saying like you're you're going to encourage them to walk in their faith because you realize that's what this is about. Sure. Where it'd be that's different if some other for. agnostic went there and was like, I was looking for a place to play. Right. I'd be like, eh, I'm a little nervous, you know, one on one conversations with you might be kind of contrary to right. what our vision is here right because i have no agenda no I, I, like, you just want to be a part of a community yeah, absolutely yeah i'm doing it i would say almost entirely for community and like-mindedness because i am into kindness and grace yeah every time that that i hear a message i i can't argue with the spirit of it I can't argue with the idea of feeding hungry children, right. like right. building orphanages. I mean, like, right. dear God, how could you be against that? Yeah. Now it's the thesis the that it's built that, on. Yes. That's, it's yeah. the thesis that, you know, it's yeah. because of Jesus. Like, right. well, no, right. like, no, I don't believe that. And that's right. In my mind, that's actually not true. Like I could disprove that so easily. I know, mm-hmm. you know, people that don't do it in the name of Jesus and they're doing the same kind of stuff. So right. explain that. Right. But I don't argue with, um, yeah, what they're doing. That's why I'm like, yeah, I would love to be a part of a community that's doing things and helping well, people. Well, you and I have always said that we understand that even though we might not believe the, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I they, know. They, How do you they, word it? You know, the, not the efficacy, but the, just, just, just the, the power behind it or motivation behind it or whatever. Well, it's we, like, yeah. we certainly believe and understand how those beliefs are important to them and you don't want to steal those things away from them because they are it it's it's not hurting anyone it, it can get to a place where it yes. can can be but yeah like believe this or go to hell or go to hell or something That's yeah and you run relationships and everything else but you know for someone just living their faith and going on their merry way and trying to understand the way the world works you know, the faith worldview is, is not a bad place to think about some of the, how, you know, things happen in the world and and how you can kind of structure the way you see life and put it into some sort of framework that makes sense out of it, you know, which is the biblical framework in their mind. But you don't want to steal those things away from them because there's things that you and I believe right now that, that are false, Sure, but, but they're important to us because, you need to have structures that you believe right. in in order to get up and live in the world on a daily right. basis. Well, I even heard someone say this. They said that they held up a dollar and they said, you know, this is a construct that we believe in. Exactly. It's not, it's not right. real. Right. You know, this dollar is not literally worth, you know, it's because we've agreed on the value of yes. it. Yes. I had an epiphany. Now, this doesn't mean that's true, but it just, it, it was an epiphany to me and was like true to me. I'm sitting in church and he's the pastor said something about a story when he said a story. And I was like, just like a light bulb went off of my head. And I was like, that's what this is. We're believing a story. Yes. It's no different. Now it's more powerful and whatever, whatever people want to say, that's fine. But it's no different than the Santa Claus story, the Marvel story, the DC story, the Harry Potter story, the Lord of the Rings story. Right. There's a story. It's encapsulated in writing. Yes. You study it so that you know it. Yes. And you 
You do like yeah. there's a whole theology of Harry Potter. There's a theology yeah. of right. Lord of the Rings. There's a theology, and some right. people really know it with DC and yeah. Marvel. Like I'll say something, and someone, my friend, will go, "No, no, 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 no." Remember, Superman doesn't have that. Da, da, yeah. da, da. You know, it's like there's a whole right. character plot. Right. And I'm it's like, that collective understanding of the story that allows them to bond together. And and you know, we know that our good friend uh, Harari or whatever that wrote the book Sapiens, Sapiens. you know. He talked about that, how important he called it myth, stories. but right. stories and myths, you know, how important those are to to the progression of human race and individuals. Right. It's, it, it's right. This story that we all love. Yeah. Right? You even say Jesus. And yeah, my, there's a part it's of the thing that propels very, very good things that come out. Very of much so. There's a lot of good. Yes. But when you really start understanding and looking at history. It's a newer story in the yeah. human story. Yeah, in yes. the human story. Yes. So that's the part where I can't look at it as the ultimate truth of all time, everywhere for all people, because, well, because it's not. But you go back ten thousand years, there was another story that was propagated, and told, and shared, and believed in, and lived by. Right. Right. And so. All I can, in my mind, it, it, I've been really studying a lot on evolution, by the way, but to try to really understand it better, and I finally am starting to get a better understanding of it, but you go back in time, and there have just, there have been stories. Sure. So, to me, of, if this of the, was- Those people at those times, they were trying to make sense out of the world. Exactly, yeah. which is exactly what Christianity is, right. Hinduism, Buddhism, right. And they it. evolve, and- and it's evolved. In 10,000 years, Lance, there'll be a whole nother story. Right. Well, what I don't know. Maybe. It, well, there will be, but I can still see where Christianity, though, the story is evolved, just like oh. you see where it evolved from the Old Testament, New Testament. But it's going to be slightly contained because all the truth, the story has to fit within the 66 books of the Bible. Right. That's the only difference that it might limit its, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but just like kingdoms come and go. No, oh, totally. I'm super curious that will Christianity survive? I always thought that it would, but it's newer. Yeah. It's it, according to history, there's no way it will survive. Like right. In 10,000 right. years, there will be right. a whole nother. You're, you're saying it would, it might have remnants still, but you're, are you saying that it's like stoicism or something today? We know of it, but no one walks like you weren't. Right. The majority of people aren't going to stoic, stoic, stoic church. I'm yeah. Stoicism. yeah. They're not right. going to those churches or whatever those people did or something right. like and it's kind of dwindled away. Yeah. Yeah. Philosophy and all that stuff. Yeah. So remnants of it. Yes. Yeah, which this all ties into kids because for me, I didn't want to teach my kids the, the conservative fundamental biblical view. Even when this was the view then of, homosexuality is an abomination, abomination, you know, uh, you can be gay. You just can't act gay or do gay things. And, you know, uh, and go far back. Whites are the superior race, dude. I remember oh. hearing something so crazy. This is crazy. This, now folks, I don't believe this at all, but this is what I was taught when I was in elementary school. They taught that when Cain killed Abel, Cain was marked with blackness. Oh my goodness. That's where the African-American, well, anybody that even knows anything about anything, and that's a belief that's still out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's a belief that's still out there. 
that is so if you know history humanity comes from right africa <laughs> that's where the seat of humanity is right which is not right the fucking right. middle east garden of eden like right. and we know this is like a fact like it's yes. a fact that this is the you know and that there's you know like sapiens revealed yeah multiple species and and well, that's just that well, this is one of the dis- this is one of the discussions that that i had with my daughter and you know i you and i i texted you or we talked on the facetime to thinking on it and i said you know hey we got to tee this up because i feel like it could be a good subject but but you know she's very much a which i i love the fact of where she is and i don't want to take that from her is she going to church too uh she would yeah yeah ish. yeah ish like kind of evangelical type church oh yeah definitely um uh and so you know covid's kind of change that a little bit they still go here and there and things like yeah. that but but it's the, the 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 theology and the community is very important to her and defending the message is very important to her you know and uh so she was over you know and, and my sapiens book was sitting there and i was like this is a good book and she's like don't tell me that's about the evolution and i was like well it's about she's I said, why do you say that? And she's like, and she basically we started talking and I'm glad that we're starting to have the conversation awesome. because she's, it's going to be a little rough going and I've got to be careful that I don't scare Shatter her. her push yeah. Her away, just push like, her away. My dad's just gone off the deep end, yeah. you know, but I told her, I said, I, you know, my dad believes we came from apes. <laughs> yeah. That, really? That's the, because that's she the was saying, if, she literally say. said, if, if it's not found in the Bible, She's like, then I know I'm not going to believe it. And I, and I get that. That's, yeah. that's where you're going to say, say that. And I made the mistake of saying, you know, when I was 18, I believe that too. And that made her, you know, it's like, that's the kind of thing I'd be careful because it makes it sound like, oh, well, you know, I'm wrong because I'm you're 18 talking down, to, talking her, down right. to her. And I'm like, there's truth to that. I said, there's things that you believe at 18 that you didn't believe at 14. So right. I told her the thing that I tried to get across to her that day was to say, if you're not growing in your faith, if you're if your faith is the same at 18 that it is at 25 or 30, then yeah, I said, yeah, the foundation's going to be there, yeah. the kernel, but you you should it should be growing and evolving, and yeah, even within your faith, yes, because I, I personally know people, and I don't say, and I know I talk like this that I've grown and evolved, like like you know I was a low life you know Christian, now I know more of the truth, and I'm no. I don't, it's not like that. Right. You're not more enlightened or no, something. No, I just, I, I guess it's, I just see the world different and I've had more experiences and with age. Yes. That can happen. Some people oh. dig down, dig down. And for me, like when I talked to an evangelical Christian, which I recently did, Lance, it was like, it was like talking to someone in a time capsule. Like they were, <laughs> that's a good way to say it. Because yeah. it's like, it's like, Wait, you know we have computers now, right? right. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like right. it was almost like, wait, you know that we have right. literally gone to the moon yeah. and we have it, it's like they're stuck in this time capsule of no, Noah's Ark, like, you know, we found it and we know that Adam and Eve were the first and you just like my head tilts because I'm like, yeah, like we know yeah, that's not true now. Right. It's not like a theory anymore. Right. We know. The earth is X amount year old. We know humans go back 300,000 years is when homo sapiens came on the scene. Right, right. We don't think this. We know this. Yeah, right. So like when they're talking, it's like they know nothing of anything that we know. All they know is the Bible. Right. And I was there, Lance. I had oh, conversations every, yes. with people 
where I was living in the Bible, eating, breathing it, consuming it. I didn't know anything else about anything else about science. And when I would talk to someone who was knowledgeable of other things, now I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I must have looked like a buffoon. Well, think about, just think about, I mean, if the, at the, the most comical level or cartoonish level, think about the Jesus that you can picture in your mind, the Sunday school Jesus in the picture. Yeah. You know, we were, uh, we, we went to some friend's house last weekend to a party and Christmas party and went up the house in their hallway upstairs. They had a picture of Jesus and, and it looked like Johnson County Jesus. He kind of right. looked like you a little bit, right. Yeah. you know? And yeah. I was thinking, I was like, wow, their faith is so important to them. I'm like, first of all, I was really surprised that they had a picture. It was about the size of that painting there. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was really surprised that they had a painting of that, a picture of him. And to make him look like he's tan with long hair and blue eyes, I was like, that's fine if you just want a visualization. But I'm like, right. would you really go to, to the mat with me on defending this is what Jesus really looked like? Because we know you, you would probably also say, I know right when the world today where the biblical story happened. Okay, well, point to me. Okay, well, all those people are brown, right? You know, they're you know, so middle East, like so, you know what I mean? So, like in their mind, the that I'd like to read. There's a book called The Believing Brain or something, but I'm sure it probably you know really shapes this up nicely. But there's something fascinating about that you're describing to me that the human mind does, and it's like we realize that if we're talking about the 1950s or the 60s and the civil rights and things like that, you could go to the bridge and say, right there is where they, you know, this this happened, March happened or something, and they would say on this bridge, they'd be like, yeah, that bridge right there. Like, they, you don't try to make it into something that it's not. You know right. what I mean? Uh, here, let me say it. Let me backtrack. I think a better way of saying it is this. When you were little and we didn't have access to all the internet and the video that we do today, when you heard, for me, I played soccer. So when I was growing up, Pele was the, the, the yes. you know, oh, I, I thought <laughs> Pele could, you know, there was, it, like, I just thought to see this person play, I could, because all you read about was how heroic he was. Well, then when you get a little older and you see someone like Michael Jordan play and you watch him on a Thursday night on a Bulls game in the middle of the season and you're like, okay, we're like, it's, or, or Messi is another one for Barcelona, right? Yeah. Like when you, these guys do great things. But the majority of time that they're on the court of the field, they're just looking like normal guys, right. making free throws, shooting, making passes. Yeah. You know, they're they're not out there pretty you know, ordinary. They're not they're pretty ordinary. Yeah. But they hit the threes when they need to. They hit the game winning shot. They win championships and things like that. And so later, fifty years from now, we're reading we about Will Chamberlain. That you're making them into something that they're LeBron James because you don't have the video to see it. You're making them into a god because I never really could see Pele play, so I don't know that he looked just like another ordinary soccer player out there. He's a legend. I made him out to be so much more than he was in my mind, and that has to happen with Christianity as well because – well, stuff was written 100 years later. Right, but we can still go back to places where we're like, here's probably the the place where this happened, you know, or Golgotha or whatever, but in our mind, it was some other make-believe world that – isn't there today that you can see and we believe into it. That's the part that's fascinating to me about the believing brain. Well, that's what's interesting about that whole psychology of when you really believe something. So if you really, you know, if you follow Christianity and you're a committed Christian, usually on your bucket list is to go to the Holy Land. Yeah, right. Right. And you would be moved to visit the spot where Jesus was buried. Yeah. The spot where he, whatever. Right. 
only because you believe that's the place that night that might not be, be the place right. at all just it like might christmas be a day is not the, the day. field right right in front of right. ed's house right ed's backyard is right. where jesus prayed and right. great drops of blood right but the point is you pick up on what it looks like around there. You see what the demographics like, the geography's like. You will pick up on that, but yes. it, they may not be the exact same spot right. that you're right. Right. But you're still you're still moved emotionally with the idea of It don't look like the plaza. Right. And, and that's important for you to understand when you're reading the biblical story. Yes. So when we're talking to our kids or and it could be anyone, honestly. Yeah. It can be anyone in that faith. Like, it's one thing to talk to these people about it that that have been walking in the faith, and maybe they've thought about a few of these things and here and there. The kids are a little different because you feel like they're still building their foundation. Yeah. And I and they're I still mobile. cherish my foundation of where I got here. Would you say to me, you know, like, hey, would you go back that you don't necessarily believe what you believe today? But would you go back and want to change it all and be like, no, I'm glad that I had the foundation that I did. Yeah. Even when I was in the faith itself, I grew up in a very fundamental conservative Baptist church. I didn't I became more liberal even when I was still in the faith in a heavy way. Oh, I still believe cool. I still liked and, and appreciated the fact that I grew up with that strong biblical Baptist foundation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying even though I evolved from it. And I think that's the piece that's for me that I'm trying to figure out is how do I lead my kids in those conversations? but not steal away the things that are important for them to build a foundation and a theology that they can come back to and rest in for the rest of their life, but yet continue to evolve in their faith. And I think that, that I think just my thought on that would be sticking with what we said in the very beginning, which is sticking with the heart of the message, you know, the mm -hmm. redemption message, the forgiveness message, the generosity right. message. I think sticking with the heart of it and staying away from, no, this is a fact. Like you must believe this part or the heart of it doesn't matter. One of the things that I like, what I think you're right, but I'm trying to think back. I'm thinking of my conversations with my kids, and I'm also thinking of myself back then. It was so important for me to, for you to not be able to prove scientifically or logically or philosophically or any of that theologically that there was a hole in my theology because I know that you can't see Jesus, but yet the system I believe in makes sense. And if you poke a hole in it, then I'm afraid that it's going to come shattering down. And so I think that we end up when we're in that stage, we end up fighting to defend some of the tenets of whatever ology theology or whatever it is human, you know, whatever the ology yeah. is that you're believing in, you end up fighting to defend the little minute points and you miss the spirit of it because you're still building a, a bedrock and you feel like, if that's not true, then what else is not true? And then two steps later, you feel like you are without a faith that's so important to you and you don't want to go there. Yeah. So you end up really adamantly trying to defend the structure and some of the things that later when you're 50 and you've been walking, you're just kind of like, okay, I don't, I don't really care if it's a literal Adam and Eve. The point is, is that there was a initial human and a person, and I know that we sinned, and I'm, and I'm, I, I can, I spill experience sin all the day. So if that's what comes from the story, Right. But, you know, was it a literal, you know, uh, did the snake really, the serpent really talk? <laughs> you know, none of that really matters, no, but you want to defend that so badly. And I think that part of it comes out of the 50s and, and the modern era, yeah. because back then Christianity was such under attack from science in them. 
And in order for anything to be true, it had to be proven. Yeah. And so we grew up in this mindset that anything that's that's true like this, even philosophy, you ought to be able to structurally lay it out so that people are like, oh, no, I see what you're saying. You know, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, I've never thought of it like that. It, it holds together. Yeah. Where I don't know that our kids today or in people in – I don't know that they feel like the system has to be as airtight as we thought it needed I, to be. Yeah, I don't think that that a lot of the Christians that I meet today, when I talk about some of the struggles that I did have and where I'm at now, they're like, oh, really? Yeah, no, I never thought that people that were Buddhists would go to hell. And I'm like, oh. Right. Like, again, right. Christianity has evolved. Yeah, yes. Again, it's like the time capsule people. There are always those people you run into. And so like, why do you no. think they stay there? Safety, security. Why did you stay there? Well, I mean, put yourself back in it those times. It wasn't until I started opening my mind and really, I'll tell you, Lance, I, I, I'm still baffled by this, how I could have gone, have been an evangelical pastor. No one believed it more than me. But isn't that <laughs> to, what Paul, the, isn't that the same thing that happened to Paul, though? I mean, it says in scripture, right, that, that he was prosecuting persecuting yeah. christians yeah. and then he goes so it becomes a total right so you see a total yeah. transformation even in someone like that so it's not uncommon right yeah it's not uncommon and and on this journey i've met a lot of people more more people that are on my journey than are on the reverse that are going from you know not sure what they believe right. to a committed christian i see more people going from hardcore fundamental Christian to more of a spiritual open-minded, no longer believing that this is the only way, the right way, everybody else is wrong throughout history. And only this is right. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that it is, is this, let me, let me is the argument. I mean, let me ask kids. Here's what I, let me finish this okay. line and go where you're going. I tell my kids all the time. They're adults. Now I would never tell you what to think. Right. I am encouraging you to think. So, yes. Like that's and that's my like, message. Yeah, like here's books to read. Here watch this show where a Christian debates an uh yeah. an atheist or a, a creationist versus evolution. Right. And just go into it with an open mind. That that's the part in me that began to change is I finally said, why am I fighting tooth and nail to defend something that it is starting to fall apart. Like it, there's certain things that mm -hmm. are starting to fall apart as science advances. And as archeological discoveries continue to advance, there are these specific things that I believe that, that I can't, I, I, I actually wrote this down. I want to do a, a blog about it. I literally can't believe that. Is, let me ask you this though. Is there things in script? Have we, have we created more, a theology around some of the things in scripture that, that scripture never intended. Never intended. I when, think it's, so. when it said God created the heavens and the earth, that's just a statement. But right. we then say, you know, it's like, then we turn into creationism. And then when you get evolution, you know, it's yeah, like, then Adam and Eve, there's, there's, a the first lot, two humans yeah, there's a lot of open interpretation there. When it says he created the heavens, there. he could have created and then created at evolution was the way that it had, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. so have we, so is there, is there anything in scripture that, that you would look back on and say that it's one thing to do it spiritually. Like you might say, you know, if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, I don't know that you can argue with that because that to me is more of a spiritual thing. I'm really saying, is there anything biblically that it's like the Bible says this other than 
you do have animals that talk. And I know that's weird to us, but maybe the writer was just more metaphorically speak. Like, did we take like that? Like Narnia. Yeah, have, right. <laughs> it, because of the genre and all. Like, I'm just wondering if there's something there going on and we've made more of a mess out of this than it was really intended to be. I think. I do. I, I think so. And I think that even the story of, say, Adam and Eve, clearly, it, I mean, that is an archetype. Like, it's, right. Clearly, right. Adam and Eve weren't too literal humans that right. existed 6,000 years ago. Right. And they didn't like speak English this. and talk and all that. Right. They didn't. Right. And so. I mean, they, they might have communicated, but they would have communicated right. in very, you know. But the idea around Adam and Eve, the, the whole story, I can accept that as a story that they were trying to communicate about humanity as we became more conscious or right. starting to work. Yeah, they were probably one of the same thing. Like, where do we come from? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and the the sapiens really made a big impact on me just because I had never realized that there were some eight or nine species of yeah, human right living on the planet at right. the same time right that's yeah that's a good point and, and again this isn't a theory like right. we we have tons and tons of skeleton remains right. to verify all of this right. that they're and it, so when people talk about evolution versus creation uh, i think still at this point i'm i'm a little bit like i go back to the very very beginning like the big bang to me it's like well god did that or a super supreme being or of some sort. Like I'm okay with that because we don't know how that happened either. Uh, I was going to say, like yeah. even scientists. So I, I always say that I'm a, I believe in evolution and where evolution has no answers. I put God in there, you know, that, <laughs> right. and that's just where I'm at right, right. now until, right. you know, until this new right. web telescope that's going out being mm -hmm. launched on December 22nd, that's going to be 100 times better pictures than the Hubble. Wow. And they say it will peer into the universe and find out more and more things. I'm so jazzed about it. I've watched every video I can find on it. I'm super excited. The thing cost $10 billion to build. Right. It See, there's another 25 years to build. There's it. another conversational piece that Christians love to have is, do you think there's life on other planets? If you ask me now, I would say no, because of the way that I believe that human life formed in a very fortuitous way of you we have an atmosphere and water and the sun and the you know other but if you can switch that story in a heartbeat and say well that was all created by god in a perfect way so why would he limit it to just one place just a small little difference like i see it more as a you know again it's it's a little bit of a stretch for me as advanced as we've come to think that we've come from atoms and bart bacteria to where we are today having a conversation on a recorded digital podcast that people you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's that's a lot of years of evolution but i can also see that both sides of it but um anyway i'm losing my way here a little well, bit Well, i mean in, in talking to our kids how do we allow how do we encourage yes. our kids to be thinkers yes and not but not double steal. down not yeah. the doubling down for example when i talked to this time capsule christian I, like I said that something term. about, I said something about, I said, well, we've discovered, uh, like lots and lots of human remains that date back, you know, whatever the number was, yeah. 40,000 years. I go, so, you know, if you're a creationist and you're a, a believer in a factual 6,000 year old earth, well, how do you explain, explain human remains right. going back 30,000? And, and here's what, 
just frustrated me, Lance. And, and, and I, I don't know why it upset me so, but they were like, well, they can't date that. No, for sure. That's where they went with the argument they, right. they didn't, they didn't say, well, you know, I mean, thousand years is as a day to live. Right. Like, I mean, maybe, right. maybe the earth is 10 million years old right. and that humans are lo- older than well, at least I could, I could swallow and go, okay, that, right. That, I mean, that's a decent argument that, you know, maybe yeah. what you're saying is you, you could be wrong and weren't understanding it correctly, Yeah, but to just instantly go with, right. no, that's not right. true. That right. the dating is not They've right. They've got a tool that, to plug a hole at every angle. Like, yeah, there's, there's an argument because, and that's what I'm, that's the dynamic that I, that I feel like I'm dealing with right now with my daughter is, and I love it that, that she's a thinker and willing to have the conversation. This is a great opportunity for her and I to connect. And, and I just don't want to make a mess of it. You know what I mean? Right. Because, but because I, you I don't really, want to fight with her. Cause what, what's that quote? I, I, I'm going to butcher this quote, but it's easier to teach. I'm going to make this wrong, but you'll maybe correct me. Uh, it's easier to teach someone something new than to prove them wrong. Right. I, and I know I butchered that there. It's a great quote out there yeah. by someone famous. And it, that quote was powerful. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. That's yeah. why debates. That's why you've never, I've never seen a debate with a creationist evolutionist where mm-hmm. at the end they go, Oh my gosh, right. you're totally right. What right. the fuck am I even doing here? Yeah. That's, I'm it, joining his side. That's an that interesting, I, I like that quote because you're right. I guess if I'm understanding it right, correct me if I'm wrong. You're basically saying as opposed to taking what they believe, they believe and, 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 and proving it wrong, which, which is going to be very difficult for them to do because as humans, you and I, don't want to prove that no, you're, you double down, you, you double down. You, you want to hold your, your worldview intact. Yes. But, but you are willing to add on things to it where yeah. it's new. Yeah. Maybe that's, and maybe that is the strategy asking questions like, well, what about yeah. Neanderthal that lived right. on the earth for 300,000 years and went extinct about 30,000 years right. ago. Like, well, that, and what do you think about that? And Just that's, curious. And that's the part that that her and I got to was saying the devil put him here. Well, and that's we. Then that's where you've got to like. It's good. The conversation is going to break down and go nowhere if you've got someone that's just willing to play those games because right. carbon dating is not real, right? They, Dinosaur bones are by the devil. It, then we're just like, well, now you. In order to have a conversation, you both have to agree that there's a way to come around to facts or yeah. deal with facts. You know that. Yeah. And that's what I told her. I said I do appreciate science much more today in my understanding of the faith than I did because growing up, I I would have thought not that science was the enemy of faith, but I did think that science didn't try to give the, 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 the divine aspect of it enough credit, you know, that it was like they were trying to just disprove, disprove it every way or prove any, mechanical or you know materialistic way or physical way or whatever through science that all this could happen without a god but um but anyway i thought i think teaching our kids critical thinking that's the way yes i think the so i heard a a philosopher say this and i thought this was interesting he said he told a story and he said i've got a i've got a dragon in my in my garage Mm. they're like really he goes yeah they go i want to see it that, well, it's invisible. Well, no, that's fine. Like I have a infrared, you know, yeah. camera. I'll be able to capture it. Oh no, it's a cold dragon. So he <laughs> won't show up on your infrared. Oh, well like, well let's spread powder all over the floor uh-huh. and call him. 
and we'll see, yeah. you know, we'll see the, oh, well, he, he floats. Uh-huh. He doesn't actually touch the ground. Uh-huh. In other words, it's just, you keep digging yeah. down right. into. Right. This is there just, is no way I can disprove that you right. have a dragon in there. Right. Because we just keep going into, well, it's invisible. And da, 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 and da, da, da. you know, well, God must, it, this goes with prayer. You pray for something and you get it. God gave it to you. Yes. If you, you don't get it, God, God didn't, apparently didn't, didn't want, want you to, want you to have, have it. it. God knows best. And I just trust God. Yeah. That is the fucking stupidest argument in the world i think okay yeah well it is very judgmental but it's just so that's you then trying to keep your worldview intact again right i mean it's because no matter what happens well god it's a god thing. god said yes or god said no who am i to right well that's i think you i think you nailed it and i think that the the key is is to continue to teach the kids critical thinking and looking at things honestly but there's but there's another aspect of it and it, and I don't know how to say it other than it comes back to the whole growth mindset and that it's that don't feel like you're going to lose something or your faith is going to be shattered or all of it, or it's not going to be as powerful to you or something just because you're willing to entertain other theories or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um, I think the Methodist view has, three it's a three-legged stool right it's faith reason and i don't know what the third one is but there's a third no that's the church yeah there's a third leg to it and i and i like that worldview because it allows you it you have scripture there but you've also got reason and logic and then and maybe the third one is the natural world or something but you take all three of those and they all have the same equal wedding. Maybe they do or don't. I don't know in their in the but yeah, you're but not I, checking your brain at the door. You're actually no, but you're trying it. to think like I see what scripture says here, but I also see what's happening here in science and the world. Are how where am I if if the two are incompatible, then maybe I misunderstand misunderstand because I both believe they're true. Yeah. So instead of trying to just prove Ooh, like that, instead of just trying to prove that one's right and the other's wrong, it's like you're willing to say, I don't have enough information at this point to understand how they, that there's a tension there that I'm, that I'm not able to uh, traverse, you sure. know, and, and, and make right. So I, but, but I think for me, it's, I guess I need to maybe dig in to understand too, from my daughter's perspective, why it's so important for her to maintain this defense, you know, as opposed yeah. to just saying, just because there's evolution doesn't mean that there's not a God. Right. Well, you know what I mean? Said it. It's the identity. I think when you identify yourself as a Christian or a Democratic, yeah, or right. a Democrat or Republican, yeah. you align with what those people the camp believe. Right. And so you then have to defend it, flip it, backspin it, do yeah. supernatural tricks to to double down to make it still make sense. And this is a I mean, this is this is true. This is a very psychological truth of humans. Right. That, that you put differing humans together and as they talk they each dig into further what they believe yeah they don't come out they dig in deeper yes and and even even information that seems to run contrary to it just further makes them dig in which is a very fascinating thing to me that's when you know it's something more emotional or psychological is going on than just conversationally well let me ask you this and and this is a question that i ask my kids what if 
somehow science if we discovered something that proved christianity wrong mm-hmm. let's just say we find aliens and they they show us a video of the earth being created and they seeded the pl- i'm just making some shit yeah. but if we, it was undeniable it's a fact we the, the bible is just telling a story it's not factual yeah would that undermine your faith would you feel like oh shit i've been right i wouldn't no i'd be like oh well no i that that's that's where i would say okay now i have new information so now my faith is actually going to grow because i was limited before it's it's literally no different than being a a 10 year old compared to being a a 20 year old a 10 year old has not had the exposure to life and information they're going to see certain you can fool them that Santa Claus yeah. is real. Oh, they think life they think food falls out of heaven. Exactly. Right. And, and so the, the and so the thing is that you that's you know, you've got to be it, it doesn't make that it it comes back to Santa Claus. It's does it mean that Santa Claus is not real? No, he's not the mythical creature that you think lives in the person that lives in the uh, right. North Jumping Pole. Out of chimneys but and... but the thing about Santa is real, yeah. which is one of the reasons I love the movie The Polar Express. Oh, I love it. I just watched it. Oh, did you? I love, I love it. Yeah, where he's, you know, it's the, the you know, where she even says in there something to the fact of to the ghost of Christmas when he's yes. on the train, he's like, believing is seeing or, yes. you know, like there's a lot of just cool. Yeah. Um, well, faith is a, at the crux of Christianity. Yeah. Right? Even... God is quoted as saying, the Bible says, that without faith, it's impossible yes. to please God. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, and, and the whole Word of God discussion, that's that's a whole, you know, right? If you, the brand of Christianity that you and I were raised in is the Bible is the infallible, inspirational, undeniable, yes. inerrant right, God. Right, right. Well, I don't believe that anymore, but so I think you have to defend it. Then. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to, you you can't, you you have to do backflips. Yo. You know, when the Bible talks about the four corners of the earth, well, they didn't mean, you know, that it was right. flat. But right. Like, well, but they didn't fucking know it was a sphere at that time. Right. Or, or we whatever. Can, we can say the same thing about the U.S. Right. There's, the, you know, the four the four corners. You know, there's Florida, there's Maine, there's right. Washington, and, and there's California. Right. Well, it's like, well, did they not know Canada was up there? Well, right. yeah. I mean, that's not my point. Right. Right. And so I, I think it was a blessing to me to my first step to where I am today was letting go of trying to defend because here's the truth. Whatever is ultimately true is true regardless Regardless. of whatever I believe. Right. Like literally if Jesus really is everything that people believe that some people believe, well, whether I believe it or not, it's not going to change it. Exactly. It is what it is. It's true. It's true. Um, and no human knows right the secrets of the universe and 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 when you like this is where it's just logically it's like it's baffling to me it's like but so what is so so christians every day wake up thinking i want to grow they pray for this i want to grow more in my faith and i want to grow more in my understanding of you god but yet they really they want to reaffirm they want to reaffirm what they right but yet the thing that they say is it's like, what are you really wanting to, it's like your point. Let's just say that, that aliens were out there now, w- whatever story the aliens believe in, you don't have to believe that because maybe they're wrong, but it's undeniable that you're, that there are aliens because now you're seeing them in the, so now you have to go back to your scripture 
show me where aliens are in here. There isn't. Right. So the point is, is that now, you know, it's like, I, I guess that's the part that it's, that it, it's a fascinating thing. But what's more fascinating to me than anything is how do you unlock that piece where you step from one side to the next it's you know so that good. you're it's I fascinating know. it is I, but it's like that with anything it's like the first time that you realize that santa claus is not real and it's mom and dad yeah it's that aha moment that you're like you feel like you've unlocked you're like oh that all makes sense now and think about it when you're a kid that's earth shattering earth shattering not real exactly you know like siblings will tell yes their little brother or little sister and, right and the parents were upset because the kid's the same concept uncontrollably right his world has crumbled there is no santa and my and my daughter i'm just making this up i'm right. sure she would say no i understand yeah you're right i do remember you know anderson so they're able you know one of them told me you know and blew the whole thing i'm like so if you believe that dynamic can happen why can't you place that same dynamic over here on your faith well that's make believe santa claus but the dynamic is the same it's the same you uncovered a new truth and your view of the world grew you understand christmas now at a whole nother level that the five and six seven year olds don't yeah they they you know what i mean they don't really get the real point of christmas yeah you do now at 18 that you didn't when you were 10. sure the same concept and dynamic can happen in your own faith i think back to my back to my whole thing about paul and i don't know that this is this this argument probably breaks down but it in my own mind it, it makes sense a little bit if we know that someone they revere in christianity is the apostle paul he wrote 80 percent of the new testament right so his teachings are a huge you know contribution to the the worldview that they believe in a third of the is a third so yeah. then he then therefore moved his own transition from a jewish faith where he was persecuting christians now to the faith that you believe in so you're okay with that because you think, well, he did because he he came, he to, the came to the truth. But think which is of, what I believe. But think about the fact that where the people that where he so the fact that he transitioned and you see kind of see where I'm going. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you you give so much credibility to this person and look up to him, and yet this person themselves made a huge transition. Why aren't you willing to make a small transition in your own faith? Yeah, yeah, I I have found it to be when I think of growth because I view Christianity as this, you're just, you're just circling around. You're just circling right. around in the, in that world. Yeah. You know, it's like I said, living in the painting and you're just, you're free as a bird inside that painting. You know, there's a whole nother world out there, but you're, you're right. getting to know that painting really, really, <laughs> right. really well. Right. And you're just spinning around in that, in that world. To me, real growth it only can happen if I do hear dissenting or opposing views. Yeah, good, good that, point. That, 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 that's that, that's true. Just in any Google group. that. Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, you coming up with a dissenting of view or an opposing view helps us both yeah. grow. But yeah. if I'm only like, no, I'm a Bible believing Christian. I'm going to only hang out with Bible believing Christians right. and read Bible believing books right. and watch Bible believing TV and right. Bible believing music. You're not growing. No. You're you're getting to know more and more and more and getting more double down on all the stuff you already kind of know. Yeah. Uh, but that's a closed loop. Yes. You have to step away. It's like for me, I still believe in God. Yeah. I still believe right. that there was a guy named Jesus. Right. I don't believe a lot of the same things about 
I believe Jesus was put on a cross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe. I mean, crucifixion was a pop. You know, that's the other thing. A lot of people were put on a cross. Well, that's and that's the other thing for me. It was a little bit like you believe some of these things and you make them spiritual. And when you're younger in your faith, that spiritualness makes the faith more divine or out of this world in some way, you know? Yes. But then when you read like Martin Hingle's a popular author that wrote a book called Crucifixion, and there's all kinds of documents that we have of how crucifixion was such a big deal. And you're like, well, hold on then. I, I thought, I thought that was only Jesus. I thought it was only Jesus. <laughs> no. And so yeah, you're putting that, that in his faith and, and, and the works that we have from Hingle, I think is the name gives us more detail because we see other writings about how crucifixions happen of how gruesome and bloody that the crucifixions were and how heinous of it. You know what I mean? So it's like none of that's talked about in scripture. So you unpack the crucifixion much more from outside writings. And so you're, you know what I'm saying? But but the whole kind of spiritualness, uniqueness about the spiritualness is gone. So, you know, the whole, did the Red Sea split, you know, is there a Noah's Ark? All those things can probably be very much contributed <laughs> right. to, the, you know, there was something that happened that maybe that's how they perceive them, but it's not the spiritual way that you believe them in a children's Bible that you grew right. up thinking. I heard someone say this. I thought this was really funny. Uh, some debate I was watching, and he was talking about the parting of the Red Sea. Uh-huh. And he was like, don't you think maybe it would have been a little easier if God would have just had all of them just walk across the water <laughs> right right if he can part the red sea well then someone goes well the, you know because that's when the romans came to follow him you know that's when the seas came then why could have just lifted him. the being able to walk on water and all the israelites could have walked on water but the romans couldn't have or and, the egyptians yeah the egyptians. egyptians sorry i got that story and wrong. why couldn't the story have been where the the earth opened up and swallowed them because <laughs> it could have been earthquake right. i mean there could have been a hundred different ways that he right. did this right Right. So yeah, it's it's such a I I have just thank God early on and my kids I've talked to my kids both about this. Um they never felt that there were any beliefs shoved down their throat. Mm-hmm. Now granted, I was a pastor, I was teaching Christianity, sure. I was teaching Jesus, yeah. I was teaching all So this naturally stuff. they were picking up They on- were picking up a lot of that stuff and but I feel like and not that i was a perfect parent i'm sh- i gave them a lot of bullshit too i'm yeah. sure uh they picked up bad things they need to undo of course um i don't think everything that i taught them was was brilliant but i think that my ex and i did do a good job of not you know making them memorize yeah, scripture or right. making them do things saying that no evolution is wrong right. this is the only right we never had that talk right. when they would talk about evolution they would ask me like what do you believe i'd say well you know i i struggle with the thought yeah. of coming from apes and i feel like god was involved at some point and this is for years i would say you know i feel like if big bang if, if that's pretty you know legitimate then i feel like god did it god right. did the big bang you right. know there is a theistic I, evolution yes you know out there it's like it, it like can, an older earth yeah it can, i don't know how you could have a young earth i don't even see how with everything that we know i don't right. even see how you could even no right i don't know I, that, that again that goes almost into like if you believe a six thousand year old earth you believe you could believe in the flat earth too right I, I, you know i mean I, I think that's that out there at right. this point um yeah especially with with and i've mentioned this before but go deply tepe and you know that that civilization mm-hmm. that they've uncovered that mm-hmm. had megaliths and all this structure and 
unbelievable artwork and all of this right. stuff. And it dates back to like 12,000 years ago. It's like, wow. So I guess Lance, like we always say, but we're coming to the end. We probably ought to yep. wrap this up and land this plane, a, land this plane. I think some of the most important things for parents to remember is your kid is their own person. They don't have to believe what I believe. They don't have to right. follow my faith. I, I, and I think we're in more of a society like that. I think that early, you know, in our era, there was this responsibility of a parent to train up a child in the way they right. should go right? because then when they're older, they won't depart from it. And there was this belief that they knew the way they should go. And there was this, there was this ownership of that. Right. If my kid doesn't live for God, then I'm a failure yeah, right. as a parent. No, you're, you're really a failure as a parent. If you force feed them and tell them what to believe, uh, when ultimately, if we're all honest, even what you and I are talking about, I don't know. Right. Uh, like ultimately, I don't know for sure if there is a God, I believe there is, but I don't know right. that there is. Right. I don't know how the earth was created. I don't know where hum humans have come from. Right. I don't know. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know where we go after we die. And, and, you know, and people that say, well, I do Well, <laughs> what you're saying is you, you believe in the Bible and right. that's okay. Yeah. But that's not a fact. Right. And so when we're teaching our kids, we have to be careful to help not try to teach our kids something that's a fact that isn't actually a fact, but teaching them how to think critically, how to learn, how right. to grow, uh, how to expand, right? You know, how do you, you're basically allowing, you're basically giving them some tools to have a faith that can sustain them for the rest of their life yeah. because you're, they're going to, they're going to come a time when they're, if they're really serious about this, that they're growing and, and they're going to come across some counter positions yes. and, and you want to, at that point, give them some tools to help them realize that, that you can entertain these other ideas and, and not, not lose, your and not lose your faith. Yeah. So go out there in the world and, and learn about it. And, and, and you can talk and even debate yes. intelligently. Yes. Not saying the dinosaur bones were put here by the devil. Like totally. No. Can we talk an intelligent yes. conversation here right. and not you double down on a nutty thing? Exactly. That's what I would like to help. Even those that are listening that are a Christian know your stuff. Don't double down and be a, don't be ignorant. Yes, don't, right. don't play the, just be willing card. to say, I, 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 that's a good point. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. Just don't like try to invalidate carbon dating. And you could, everybody knows that a Christian, even Christians, strong Christians believe this, that, that it's, it's difficult, even though we've got a few little tentacles that we try to plug the holes with, but the whole concept of a good God and evil in the world. You know, I really say, well, there's Satan, you know, but, but the point is, is that that's one that, that, that gets pretty tough for a lot of Christians to defend in the end yeah. and people are okay with that. So be okay with just, you know, saying, I don't know, that's a tension that I live with as well, that I would like, maybe we just don't have enough information to understand it. But I, I do know that there's evil in the world and I do know that there's also a, a good and righteous God. I don't know how to make those two things compatible yes. and I'm okay living with that yes. like that. And see hearing that, like I love, I, I listened to a, an English or he was British, which made him sound super smart. Uh, it was a religious, religious guy debating a, an atheist, but the religious guy was extremely intelligent mm -hmm. and very rational, very 
knowledgeable. And so he didn't say like he, he really had good arguments. Like I was listening to it going, if I was going to be a Christian, like that's the kind of Christian. Yeah. Right. Right. Very intelligent, thoughtful right. and not yeah. a wing nut. You yeah. Know? And he sounded like it may, it sounded very plausible. Yeah. Like the way he explained, I'm like, Oh, well, I mean, and I guarantee he probably knew what the other side believed too. Yes. Meaning he wasn't just like saying something and then they would say something and he's like, Oh, I did not realize that those people that are thinking Christians usually know the other side as well, which comes back to your point. They've interacted with the counter uh, data. That's information that's out there. In other words, don't just pigeonhole yourself and put blinders on. Exactly. When the atheist or the, the evolutionist would say something about evolution, about what we know or about, natural selection or just different yeah. things. Yeah. This guy didn't then try to prove him wrong and go, well, that's not true. Right. Carbon dating is not real. Blah, 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 right. Blah. Right. No, he said he knew a lot about carbon dating. He, he did. He yeah. actually said, well, yeah. In, in light of that new information, you know, the God, da, 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 da. I mean, he yep. just, he weaved it into the story. We're like, yeah. Okay. So you're not just denying that the earth right. is 4.5, right. year, whatever, or denying that humans have been on the earth for 300,000 years or millions of years. Right. You're not denying any of that. You're working it into your theology. And, and I like I the way that. I love what you said earlier, and I think it it's fitting. If if you're if you really believe that there's a God out there and that truth really does exist, you can't prove truth away. No, you cannot. So you you can chase it and believe it all you want. You keep seeking it out, and if you really are seeking truth, and and it really is, then then at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to prove. That it and, and they're not going to be able to prove either, you know. So truth is bedrock, and 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 it's if it's something that can be proved away by just having another conversation from a counter opinion, then then you don't have a good enough handle of what the truth is. We know as humans we need to breathe oxygen in order to live. That's a truth. We know that gravity is a truth. No one can explain those things away, right? You know, because they're and so don't be afraid of of seeking truth right and thinking and wherever so, it comes from wherever it comes from and and if and if it's if if you're nervous about it then that that I think there's something deeper going on there than than meets the eye because I don't necessarily think that you're really out seeking truth there at that point any longer I right I don't I I'm 100% with you I I think part of my journey personal journey and I think yours too we've talked about this and I know that Christian hardcore Christians would not say this. They would say the devil has blinded us. But how I view is I've always valued that verse. The truth will set you free. Yes. And I've also valued think on things that are true and honest and of good. Yes. Those scriptures are very important to me. Mm -hmm. And they're so important to me. They, they supersede and go beyond what I think I know. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, if it is true, this thing, whatever, that this is true. If I'm believing something that's not true because of my Christian faith says it's true, right. but it's actually not true. Well, I don't want to keep believing it. Right. I literally, I want to go where truth goes, wherever it takes me. Yes. If it takes me back to a virgin yeah. birth, then fine. Right. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And if it takes me away from that, I'm okay with that too. And right. that's the challenge, the debate. I think we talked about this at one point earlier on in a podcast. A creationist and an evolutionist were having a debate. And finally, at the end of the debate, the moderator asked, first asked the creationist, 
what, if anything, would change your mind and believe in evolution or whatever? Right. And he said, nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> nothing would change my mind. Right. I believe God's word. Okay. That's what he said. Yeah. Which that sounds like all the Christians are like, Woo, yeah, God's word. Right. right? Write that man a check. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they asked the evolutionist this, the atheist, he gave the right answer. And he said, evidence. Right. Evidence. He goes, I would go wherever the evidence takes me. Yeah. I don't have a narrative. Which I'm is the way to... that we live all the rest of our lives. <laughs> Outside of this. Isn't that weird? Outside of this. Like, exactly. To me, I would just say this, parents, go wherever truth takes you. If it takes you away from the Christian narrative, certain pillar that you thought yeah. was an absolute, that you're going to be better for it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to be a better person for it, more yeah. knowledgeable. We've got back in there. Yeah. I, that's what I've done. Yeah. God's still yeah. in there. And come alongside of them. As, don't see yourself necessarily as the parent in like, well, let me use this opportunity to guide you into the right direction, you know. But I have a responsibility as a parent. Exactly. According to the Bible, Just walk alongside of them in the journey and say, you know, so how, you know, I, I, I like where you're going with this. I think you're on to something. But how, like you said earlier, how does that fit in knowing that there was, you know, five, six other types of, of, of humans? And now, you know, so I mean, it's like, that's undeniable. How so how do we explain that? those two things? You know, you're not trying to, you know, use it, but you're, you're basically saying there's other information out there. How do we let's walk side together and reconcile this together? And I think that's a good place to be. I'm, not, right. I'm hoping that's where my daughter and I can get to. And I think, you know, if that's the case, then you certainly have a, a lifelong journey of learning together. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if when, when, parents or everyone around you is trying to continue to make you or force you to believe a certain thing. I mean, look at right. you and me. Yeah. I mean, here we are. Yeah, you know? totally. I mean, a lot of our environment is still heavily, you know, Christian and we had our own thoughts right? and, and our own journey. And I, so I do think that a lot of people think that there is no middle ground. You and I have found the middle ground. We're still seeking God, yeah. but not, getting caught up in the times capsule Christian, as you like to say, yeah. where I think I've always thought in the past, and maybe this is where, you know, other people think today is that there's only, it's binary. Right. You're either all in or you're, you hate God. Right. And it's like, there is no middle ground. The Buddhist can't be seeking God out. He either hates God, the Christian God, or, or, you know what I mean? Or right. we convert it. And I'm like, that that's not, there's a middle ground here. You you can find people that are seekers that are really seeking God's truth and, and not hate God and everything like you think they do, yeah. but, but don't aren't bought completely in on every simple little, you know, story that's been taught in scripture. Yeah. So it's good. It's an interesting conversation. I'll maybe a good follow-up would happen after a while and see kind of where some of the conversations have gone with, with my daughter. Yeah. That'd be cool. All right, brother. Thanks. It was a good one. All right, man. Peace everybody. Mm -hmm.